0: Hello and welcome to the Word, bringing you the good news of Jesus Christ every day from the Redemptorist of the Baltimore Province. I am Father Gerard Knapp in Washington, D.C., and today is the 26th Sunday in ordinary time. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Jesus said to the Pharisees, There was a rich man who dressed in purple garments and fine linen and dined sumptuously each day. And lying at his door was a poor man named Lazarus, covered with sores, who would gladly have eaten his fill of the scraps that fell from the rich man's table. Dogs even used to come and lick his sores. When the poor man died, he was carried away by angels to the bosom of Abraham. The rich man also died and was buried. And from the nether world where he was in torment, he raised his eyes and saw Abraham far off and Lazarus at his side. And he cried out, Father Abraham, have pity on me. Send Lazarus to dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue, for I am suffering torment in these flames. Abraham replied, my child, remember that you received what was good during your lifetime, while Lazarus likewise received what was bad. But now he is comforted here, whereas you are tormented. Moreover, between us and you, a great chasm is established to prevent anyone from crossing who might wish to go from our side to yours, and from your side to ours. The rich man said, Then I beg you, Father, send him to my father's house, for I have five brothers, so that he may warn them, lest they too come to this place of torment. But Abraham replied, They have Moses and the prophets. Let them listen to them. He said, Oh no, Father Abraham, but if someone from the dead goes to them, they will repent. And Abraham said, if they will not listen to Moses and the prophets, neither will they be persuaded if someone should rise from the dead. The Gospel of the Lord. Did I miss something with this story? What did the rich man do that was so terrible that after his death, he was banished to the netherworld? Did he make his money by illegitimate means? Did he live a life of debauchery? Did he abuse his wife and his children? Nothing in the story indicates any of these possible accusations. Giving the man the benefit of the doubt, let's presume that he acquired his wealth honestly and through hard work, that other than perhaps overeating, he lived a rather moderate and moral life, and that he was a good family man. To make it one step further, he even allowed the beggar, Lazarus, to be on his property. The problem, the sin of the rich man is not what he did, but what he failed to do. His sin was one of omission. And here's the clincher. He allowed the chasm that separated Lazarus and himself in death to begin in life. One of the immediate lessons of the parable is sharing our material goods with those who have not. I wonder how often we become like the rich man. It seems that he became so used to Lazarus at the gate, he was no longer bothered by the poor man's condition, and perhaps even became blinded to his presence. Have we become so used to the poor and needy that we fail to see them? and therefore fail to respond to them. Although helping the less fortunate is the main lesson of the parable, I wonder if complacency of the rich man should also be considered. Have we become complacent in our relationships with family members, with friends, with co-workers, with classmates? Are there sick and elderly and poor whose condition is so familiar to us that they have become practically invisible to us. I'm sure that all of us have excuses. I'm too busy. I don't want to bother anyone. Those people should show some responsibility and take care of themselves. In the latter part of the Gospel, the rich man's torment is so great that he asked Abraham to send Lazarus to warn his brothers. Abraham's response is that they already have Moses and the prophets, they have the means necessary to live a good life here on earth that leads to salvation and eternity. Abraham argues that if they ignore the ordinary means, there's a good chance that the extraordinary feat, even someone returning from the dead, will not have any effect. There are many ordinary means that we have at our disposal, scripture, sacraments, and especially the Paschal mystery. Christ, the riches of all, has emptied himself as he took on our human nature and has shared himself with all of us. Nourished and encouraged by the Lord, let us look around and see the people who are in need. Such people may not necessarily be lacking in money. They might simply need friendship, a sympathetic ear, or just a cheery good morning. Perhaps a spouse needs an extra I love you, or a parent needs an extra thank you, or a child some extra encouragement. We can also share our faith, especially with those who never had it, those who lost it, or simply those who are struggling with it. As we see others in need, let us not be like the rich man and ignore them, but rather let us respond to them as best we can. Amen.